maybe instead of the normal intro, maybe I'll put a little smooth jazz and go, welcome to Journey Under 30 After Hours. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's only 11 o'clock, Colin. <laughs> welcome to Journey Under 30, a roadmap drawn in discovery. I'm Colin Parker. And I should be in bed by now. This is our podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. Colin Parker. Alex Taylor. How are you? I'm, you know, it's it's a weird mixed bag of emotions here. I have a lot of stuff that's really good, mm-hmm. uh, but I have some really bad news for you, my friend. Um, oh, no. They have announced the next uh, list of Forbes 30 under 30. Did we make it? Unfortunately, we did not make it. What, what do you mean? Um, how, how, I know. It's so crazy. Our fame and fortune has only gone up by, like, five points, and yet we have nothing in return. This is America. <laughs> I demand satisfaction immediately. For doing absolutely no... Well, I don't want to say absolutely no work, because you've done a lot of work for this podcast, but at least for me, absolutely no work. Well, that's also not true. <laughs> um, you've done plenty of research, and also, we've done a lot of stuff. a lot of stuff outside of this podcast, which was kind of part of the whole point as well, right? When we kind of started this, we were like, oh, we need to expand our empire, if you will. Yeah. Um... So that is pretty choice. Uh, okay, so summary. Um, summary. Well, no, no. Actually, sorry. Before we before we do that, I, I I realized that there were. I know we usually say like, oh, let's try and keep this short. But I I do have kind of two real quick things mm-hmm. uh, to talk about about things that we've been working on, yes. or rather things that I've been working okay. on. Um, and you can talk about things that you've been working sure. on. Sure. I won't tell your own story, mm-hmm. but. Uh, the cool thing that I've got going on right now uh, is that the first thing is is I'm going to go ahead and give a little teaser here. Um, we have been talking about you know how we can again right expand our empire and how we can grow it, and so we've been um, trying to figure out some some ways to bring on some more people, some more content, yeah. um, make some more things happen. So, uh, while doing that, uh, today, sort of on a whim, um, I reached out to another company, Mm -hmm. uh, and I said, hey, this is who I am, this is what I do, Uh, you know, we make a podcast that's sort of already about this topic, and I'm, see, I have to be a little vague right now, because we can't super announce it yet, but, like, I wanted to talk about this briefly, because of, like, how it worked out, right? Um, and so I said, we would be interested in working with you to make a podcast based around this thing that you guys do, yeah. right? Um, has anyone you know, approached you about it yet? And they were like, no, but we do think that it would lend itself to a podcast very, very well. Uh, so we've already talked about you know, setting up a couple of times to chat and get some extra resources. Um, and so uh, I, I think what I probably can say is it is basically another uh, – TTRPG, right? So another show that would be kind of like Myth Takes, mm-hmm. um, but a different genre. Um, and so it's like a game that has uh, not actually come out yet, mm-hmm. um, but they would be giving us some support, um, not monetarily, but like in a, uh, which is good, right? We're not asking for anything free or like just give us money or anything. Yeah. It is more of a, I think we're going to try and work together on making something that is like maybe podcast exclusive. Um, and stuff like that. And we're going to be working on like kind of like a new show based around a brand new game. Um, and uh, so that, that would be pretty cool. So we'd be sort of like the first people to do it. Uh, and I think that's pretty cool. 
Um, and the thing is, again, I, I just sort of that just sort of happened because I. On, not necessarily on a whim, but I've been looking at this game for a while. I was very interested in it, and I was definitely going to get it to begin yeah. with just to sort of play. Mm-hmm. And then I was just sort of like, you know, I'm just going to reach out. I'm just going to see what 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 we could make happen, mm-hmm. right? And just by sort of taking a gamble and saying, I mean, what's the worst thing that they could do, right? Not read my message? Mm-hmm. No, they responded within like 10 minutes. Nice. Um, and they were all about it, and we already have someone kind of in the works for it. So Good. that is really, really exciting. Yeah. And uh, that will definitely be something that I will be bringing to you to talk about music and stuff like that Sweet. for. Um, so that is uh, that. And then the other thing is, is, you know, I have felt recently like I've been in a little bit of a rut, right? You and I have talked about it on past episodes about you know, not being able to find a job and all this other stuff yeah. and uh, kind of having that kind of like, for lack of a better term, really kind of just depressing downturn of events for me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I've really got to start turning certain things around. Like, I was really feeling uh, trapped a little bit, um, mm-hmm. though I wasn't necessarily showing it, but I, I definitely could feel it. Um, and so I kind of got back on my grind. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started a brand new 12-week marketing program. Uh, I've actually started making two, one for me specifically and then one for the network. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just one of those things where it's like I have, unfortunately, more free time than I would like to admit. Um, And by that, what I really mean is that I've been doing this basically since I graduated, right, which is the time that I would be spending at a day job I've been spending on things like the network. but recently, I've started doing a little bit less of that and spent a little bit more time on video games. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like, no, I need, to, I need to keep back with that, right? And pretending that this is my daytime job. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe I can eventually turn it into my full-time daytime job. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm starting some of, those, some of those programs and really trying to you know, nail down some, some things to, to make myself more appealing to jobs and companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the same thing for the Scavengers Network for uh, either other people to come to us to help make some more content or to bring in more audience members. Uh, and so I think that that is something that I would like to do. You and I once tried to do a little episode about these 12 week marketing plans, yeah, 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 but yeah. it was a lot of stuff to like show mm-hmm. that didn't really translate well to v- audio or at least without having like an example to show you. Um, so I, I think that that's something that I would also like to work on between now and maybe like two or three episodes from now. I'd like to work on uh, either making a video about it with you yeah. or uh, if we can find some way to make this translate well so that we can bring this to people. I think this is something that could really benefit people. Um, you know, I think I think this would be really beneficial for people to have well, and to understand. Well, you know, one of the probably the the most recognized forms of you know audio translations is Morse code, right? So all we need to do is after we get that whole script done, just translate it all into Morse code, then just put that up for the podcast. Yeah, you know, it surprisingly uh, would go, I think, very well with the whole landscape of our world right now for yeah. some weird reason morse code messages sounds very dystopian to me at least in 2018 <laughs> uh so i think that, that i think well that would fit i mean what, what well. do you what else do you yeah. we're topical um right it also like to me that would sound like you would hear that episode of the podcast and you'd be like oh breaking news right you go it's still breaking yeah it's still it's still it's been an hour and it's still breaking uh, they're only four paragraphs in. Yikes. No, okay. So, um, 
yeah, what about you though? What have you been working on? So this will tie into um, actually my presentation for today. But one thing I've been working on is figuring out how I can advance my sound design skills as well as my recording skills. And I've kind of broken that up into research and development. So I guess R&D, if you will. So one thing I've been looking at is this book called How to Make a Noise by, mm -hmm. if I can load, if I can get to the title page again. Darn, I just had it. So it is How to Make a Noise by, can I get to that sweet, sweet first page? It's like Alan something. I think we need some like montage music or like some elevator music. Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. Simon Cant. So the book I'm working through is a book called How to Make a Noise by Simon Cant. It's a free PDF if you Google it. And it's all about sound design from the ground up. So starting with um, sound design principles. So what do you what are you doing when you're designing sound? Should you have a goal in mind? What are you trying to accomplish? Going into the different components of synthesizers, envelopes, filters, sound sources, and then like combining these different ideas into usable patches, right? And then along mm -hmm. with that, I've also been looking at recording techniques. So on Linda, there's this course on audio recording techniques by, I forget the name of the guy, but it's so i also took this guy's um class on audio mixing it was very comprehensive and i'm and i'm getting a lot of the same thing with this recording class so yeah is that is that the one that was like an eight hour yes simon oswanowski course yeah okay yeah. yeah yeah um you know i that name also sounds really familiar yeah uh but uh anyway i you know i also that's actually funny that you said that something that's been on my 12-week program is that i have sort of fallen off of my uh linda and skillshare courses um and i really need to get back on that uh so yeah, yeah thank you thank you you know like in a way like let me try this again that is something that i you know have been saying that like i was going to start in a few weeks but maybe i'll push that timetable up and sure. swap that into an earlier week probably not this week because it's thanksgiving yeah. week, so i don't want to be sitting at the table and like everyone's like do you want more turkey and i'm like hang on i'm still listening about this audio format yeah. <laughs> interesting so that's why it's called an mp3 no yeah you know. Yeah, but along with that, I've also been looking at other ways I can build a portfolio. Since one of my eventual goals is to go back into grad school or some other way to get into sound design as a career, and having mm -hmm. a portfolio can definitely help with that because it's a very competitive kind of field, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um. Cool. Uh. Well, I think that's a pretty good spot to leave that section at. To leave the podcast, so Colin, sure we're ending so our, early. No. No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, it's actually, we're ending so late. It's, this is, I think the latest you and I have ever recorded this show. I think so. It's, it's like 1130 PM on a Monday night. Um, so anyway, why don't we talk about what we did last week? Oh, um, it was dirt, right? Because, yeah, <laughs> okay. So let's, let's talk about that. So basically last week after the podcast ended, we talked a little bit to, to each other about why that episode was like relevant to what we do. Yeah. Um, and I, th I thought that it translated pretty well when I listened back to it. But just in case, why don't we just sort of discuss, uh, why don't you tell the story of what we initially started to do, so, and then I'll say what we ended up Yeah, doing. sure. So Colin introduced this bit of coming up with a company, or what was it, like we are leaving the, it was coming up with a company that had a, fun or like some kind of function for a company, right? And then we based it around like starting a new civilization on Mars, and then what would be a good business that, you know, it, you're moving to Mars, you obviously want to start a business, right? So the idea was we would create things that would, res like trinkets that would resemble Earth because people would be missing their time here on Earth. And then how would we accomplish that? And it just turned into a whole lot of dirt, like literally. 
Right. And we, for whatever reason, like it, I'm not saying that we're bad at improv because I don't think that we're bad at improv. Well, I'm bad at improv. I think that we're, um, (laughs) well, I mean, I wasn't going to say that, but (laughs) I said it. The the cat's out there. Uh, yeah, and once that cat's out, you can't get it back in. That's the damn problem with these, <laughs> these goddamn cats. cats. <laughs> these goddamn hey, what, cat bags. It, that, it, actually, um, Colin, there we go. Cat bags. See, okay, now let's let's put a pin in that. Let's come back to that. <laughs> let's put a pin in it and uh, burn it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that just somehow reminds me of, I'm not sure if you listen to this week's whatever we call mm-hmm. it, but Jeb talking about that one professor that he has that is always, every single time you ask a question, they're like, all right, well, let's put a pin in it and we'll come back to it. Um, I know so many people like that and it frustrates me to hell. Anyway, uh, so the reason why we switched gears was we, for whatever reason, could not, like, we got to, like, step four out of step five, essentially, yeah. for creating this company. And that's when, like you said, we just sort of got stuck on dirt. Yeah. <laughs> and we literally could not figure out how to move past this. And this for I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I've never been this stuck in an improv-based scenario. And again, I don't think it was because we're bad at improv. Uh, it's because I'm bad at improv. We, we already covered this, Colin. I know. <laughs> but the thing is, is that, like, I actually think that we somehow backed ourselves into a corner. Yeah. Um, because then I posed one question that sort of broke the whole thing (laughs) that broke the whole scenario. And it was like, Oh, it felt like a Bethesda game. It felt like we just had one piece of bad code and we just done best up the whole world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so we, we, we paused for a moment and we said, let's talk about Ted talks or Todd talks. Um, or Todd talks, (laughs) uh, Todd Howard talks. That's ironic that I just said Bethesda then. So uh, the whole premise, though, is that we talk a lot about what we are doing, what we're working on. Um, And so we started off with an easier premise, I think. In a way, it's like, uh, you know, that that frequent conversation starter of like, if you could have dinner with five people, dead or alive, who would it be, right? This was sort of like that, but like you had to narrow it down even further. So maybe it wasn't as easy, um, but it was like, name one person or two people or whatever that you would like to see a TED Talk that has not done one, um, which I do think is kind of in line with what we do, mm-hmm. right? We've just talked about we want to learn more. We want to expand our, our visions. And, yeah. you know, we want to we hear from specific people what their ideas are. Um, and so then we flipped that that script a little bit when we came back and said at this point right now what could we talk about if they were to come to us and say what's a ted talk that you could do and i think that's an interesting thing to look at because even though we're talking about we want to grow and become something bigger and better Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that we're not necessarily knowledgeable in fields already um certainly you know sometimes you have to remember that like just because you are still trying to learn and improve yourself in certain things even some of these people that are experts are still constantly studying and learning things about it Certainly. so you know i th- i think that i think that it really did fit us pretty well and uh it was still i think something that helped get our improv going because it was a lot of on the fly questions yeah. and we weren't um, just stuck on mars out. Exactly. And we weren't stuck on dirt. Um, so I think that was pretty good. Uh, I thought it was actually a pretty good episode. I think that we were a little worried. Yeah. Uh, before before we got to that point, it was like, we were a little worried. Like, are we going to have to like, redo this whole episode? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, we are here but, uh, in this episode. So why don't we talk about something else, though? Yes. Well, so I guess going on the idea of well, one, one thing that we've talked about before, especially you when you were working on your uh, degree, was kind of these like personality career quiz questions. Like when we drew the pig and like the different like characteristics kind of determined like the kind of like learner or like person you are, that kind of thing. 
right? Mm -hmm. So one thing I wanted to talk about today is a similar kind of quiz called the Holland Codes. Okay. So this is a, uh, a quiz that I took early in my college career, and it's actually also called the O-Star Net Interest Profiler. And actually, Colin, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send this to you. And as I'm discussing this, I want you to actually take the same quiz as okay. I am describing it. Okay. Now, that's interesting. It says here that you just sent me a link to Pottermore. Oh, yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. I need to know which house interesting. you're in. Uh, act, truth, truthfully, it's uh, Gryffindor. Um, I have no joke. Like, I'm mean, wait, is, like, do I'm you mean Griffin's door? Yes, uh, Griffin McElroy's door. I am the doorkeeper for Griffin McElroy. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. All okay, right. Why don't you talk about this thing? We'll stop the improv there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll take this Onet interest profiler, and you talk about it. All right. So. Uh, so this is lifted kind of from actually well directly from Wikipedia, but I'm going to try and you know make it sound like an actual thing. So the Holland Codes were devised by the American psychologist John Holland, hence Holland Codes, who believed that one's occupational preferences are an expression of underlying character. These ideas first appeared in the Journal of Applied Psychology in 1958. Now, with many personality quizzes, the goal is to put yourself into a box. The Holland Codes have six boxes. Those boxes are realistic or doer investigative or investigative or thinker, artistic or creator, social or helper, enterprising or persuader, and conventional or organizer. Now keep in mind these are not clear cut, so you're going to have some kind of overlap across these six, and there are actually 720 different patterns that can be found using the top three types. Now the quiz itself is comprised of 60 questions, and after you answer these 60 questions, you're scored based on, um, well you're scored based upon whether you would want to do this scenario or whether you would absolutely not want to from a score of like one to five and then based on that these different categories get tabulated and then at the end you get your scores so basically this test works out what type you are and from that determines what career areas would best fit your personality so say if you get like really high marks in artistic investigative and realistic then that might be different from say if you get high marks in enterprising conventional and social right and on the mm -hmm. website, they have a section on proper use, just so we can get that out of the way. So basically, you should really only use this to explore, quote, the world of work, and, quote, identify careers that may satisfy what is important to you in your job interests. They also suggest working with a vocational slash employment counselor or teacher on how to use these results. And furthermore, they state that the results should not be used for employment or hiring decisions. So it's just, it's just a quiz. It's just to figure out what you would want to do. So um, a couple right. other questions. So the first thing is, why would you want to do this? So these types of quizzes could be good because they, they could be a really nice starting point for exploring careers that may or may not be of interest to you, careers that you may not be aware of, and careers that may fit with your personality. They can also figure help you figure out what not or figure out what you do not want to do. So for instance, when I took this the first time, I got a lot of like teaching in terms of like nanny and childcare, mm -hmm. and that's not really my thing. I'm mm -hmm. depending on the quiz and the organization that you're working with. They may also give you a list of careers that match the scores with information about how to actually get into those careers. Now, contrary to this, why would you not want to take these? Well, the questions themselves probably won't capture the totality of your character, and depending on the site, it may or may not be updated with current careers and updated information on how to get into the career in terms of like needed knowledge, education, things like that. So before we get to you, Mr. Parker, I figure I could kind of talk about, well, actually, how did you finish the quiz? 
I literally, as you said that, I finished it. All right. Uh, also, it is absolutely not surprising the answers I think yeah. that I gave. But <laughs> okay, yep. Go ahead. So, uh, so the f- well, so one thing I do want to emphasize is that a lot of this is kind of ba- is based on how you feel, right? So the first time I took mm-hmm. this quiz, I got a, a score, but then I took it earlier this evening and I got a different score. And I'm actually happier with the score I got the second time around than the first time around. Okay. Um, I'm going to go from least highest to highest. Actually, right? just pick the top three. Oh, the top three. Okay. Yes. Uh, do you want to take a guess as to what my top three were? Um, artistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, social. Mm-hmm. And enterprising. Yep. Nailed it. Literally <laughs> in that order. Like from top to, to bottom. Cool. Like, one, like number one, two, three. Yeah. And now what, so another part of this website is that it gives you different careers that would match with those different boxes, but based on uh, the amount of preparation you would need. So like, say, starting with like little to no preparation all the way up to like needing like a master's or PhD in it. So can you kind of walk me through the different options that you got and the kind of things you would be interested from these? Uh, Yes. Let's see. Actor, uh, childcare worker. Uh, singer, public access system, and other announcers. Okay. I don't what about number three? That. Okay. Uh, number three, preschool teacher, self-enrichment education teacher, dancer, uh, theatrical and performance artist, music composer, and arranger. Okay. Go for n- number four. Oh, sorry. And also number three, tour guide was, okay. was also one. That's interesting. interesting. Uh, adult basic and secondary education literacy. Oh my God, literacy <laughs> teachers, broadcast news and analysts or analysts rather. Sorry, uh, choreographers, interpreters, and translators, music directors, music therapists, radio and television announcers. That that is definitely interesting to me because yeah. I feel like that's a lot like what we are doing here. Yeah, uh, therapists of all different sorts, really. Uh, musician. Yeah. What about number uh, five? Park Naturalist was the last one on that list. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, architecture teacher, mm-hmm. post-secondary, interesting. Uh, art therapist, art and drama, and music teacher. Okay, now here's an interesting one for you. Clergy. Mm-hmm. Clergy. Inter- um, uh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Well, I mean, you know, my grandfather also was, was a pastor, so that's very interesting to me. That's true. Um, so, I guess the, the thing that I wanted to emphasize with this is that the results you may get, like, they're not... Ne- Part of it's dependent on the test. Like, if you answer it a certain way, mm-hmm. or you're feeling a certain way, then you might get something wildly different than if you get something else, or if you score higher on one thing than another thing. Like, the first time I took this, my top three were artistic, social, and then a tie between realistic and conventional. And the careers that best matched with that were teacher, including childcare, preschool, self-enrichment, music teacher, and uh, therapist, including art and music an instrumental musician, which is kind of a lot of what I'm doing now. The second time I took it, my top three were investigative, artistic, and social. And the careers with that included um, video and film editor, music composer, multimedia artist, um, translator, music therapist, musician, and music teacher, right? Yeah. So I guess what I would suggest, and just for people that would be taking this, take it a few times over a few days. Some days you may feel more strongly about something than another. And between my two results, like I said, I felt more strongly about the second set of results. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, I I would be interested in taking this. I'm also interested to know what they, like what I would have to answer differently to have video editor pop up because that is something that I do all the time. Yeah. And it's something that I actually am interested in. Yeah. Um, And 
when you, one of the so like you know how like they're color coded on this test right mm-hmm. um edit a video was under the artistic color yeah but for whatever reason it didn't pop up on any of these uh job uh recommendations which I is think very it, interesting go ahead no i was gonna say it's just very interesting yeah i think it really might just be it's kind of tallying depending on how much you would want to do this kind of thing like how how strongly it weights that into which category you know i think that uh, something that uh, sorry just a, just a thought i yeah. wonder if maybe it's because my realistic score is a little too low because uh, there there were a lot of tech questions yeah. in in the realistic uh, category and that was my second to lowest number yeah um just because there were some technical things that were interesting to me but a lot of them were not yeah um, so i wonder if that's where that comes from but anyway potentially um, well and uh, one thing that i tried so the first time I took this, I, I tried to think about more of what I'm doing right now, but then mm-hmm. taking it again, it was, it was more of, okay, so if I was in this situation, would I actually want to do this? Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. So once you get your results and after you're looking through the different uh, job options, if you click on one of those jobs, it'll give you a kind of a blurb about the education, the knowledge, and the skills you'll need to actually get into that career. So for instance, um, I'm gonna look at film and video editor. So okay. it provides the different personality traits, tech skills and education someone would need. Yep, that's where it has tech. Yeah, yes, it, it also provides a link to the general career, fi- career field, in this case, um, careers in media and communication. It also provides a note on job growth in the field. So in this case, the job outlook for film and video is actually pretty good. And it also gives you a list of related careers. So for instance, archivist, audio video equipment technician and technical writer all fall under the same category right Mm -hmm. if you look at the education section it'll give you a list of like programs in the area and like the amount of time it would take to get through that degree things like that so yeah Yeah, this is actually really cool this is a really cool resource because you're right i've clicked on a couple and uh yeah, like at the bottom, there's even like for the job outlook and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I looked at one that, yes, this one's below average, but you can click a button that literally says find jobs. Yeah. Um, wow, that, that's really cool. Yeah. And so for me, after digging through the audio video equipment tech page, it brought me to different master's options to this career. And after checking those out, it gave me some ideas on actually what to do for developing a portfolio. Hmm. Yeah, because I was look, actually looking at two of the universities and like the programs and the kind of things they would need for entrance and admissions and things like that. And, yeah. it, and now it's kind of giving me a direction for what I can do over the next couple of years to actually build that portfolio. Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's really, man, this is a cool thing that you found, man. Yeah. Colin. Alex. I know it's the 21st century, but I have a pager and my pager is telling me that the marketing department needs us. All right, well, let's go on down the hall to the marketing department and check out what they've got for us. we got to work on this bit. I like it the way it is. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> this week, uh, instead of doing an ad read for one specific show, I'd like to talk to you about a multitude of shows. It's something that we address usually at the end of the episode, which we still will, but we want to talk to you about the Scavengers Network. Um, kind of like I mentioned before, I'm in the middle of working on like a 12 week marketing plan to try to grow the company, not just internally, but externally as well. 
Uh, and one of the things that would really help us out is a couple number of things. The first being for people to uh, f- for people who listen to the show to rate and uh, subscribe and share episodes that they like with uh, people that they might think would benefit from it, or maybe to just simply tag Forbes in a post and say, "Hey, Forbes, check this show out." Yeah. Um, they are trying to make your list, see what we can do. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, look, we would love to collaborate with Forbes on an episode. If someone who's one of the guests, not guests, uh, the the judges, I mean. Yeah. If someone who's one of the judges wants to come on and talk about what they look for in someone uh, when they're you know nominating people or when they're making their final decision, hey, we'd love to talk to you about that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, the thing, though, is that something else that really helps us out is when you go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Now, patreon.com slash the scavengers network is the home of a place where you can basically subscribe, if you will, uh, to the company here. And you can give us all sorts of little. Uh, let me try this again. And the great thing about being uh, a patron here at the Scavengers Network is that no matter what, you do get uh, access to all sorts of fun little extra bits and pieces. We are kind of slowly building up more towards uh, some extra functionality and some extra bonus content. Um, you know, we've been kind of sending out some messages to our patrons to let them know sort of the progress on certain bonus content that uh, we said that we'll do at least once a year. Um, like for like big bonus episodes. Um, we've also had a f- lot of fun little mini things. So for example, in the month of October, Jordan Reed of Spooky Spouses, uh, he and Eli Ruxford Chambers, who made the uh, theme music to their show, the two of them sat down and recorded this 10-minute silly little podcast called Great Idea. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the funniest things I think I've ever heard. I laughed so hard that I actually cried. Um, at one point, just because it's just so goofy and so nonsensical. Uh, and I loved it very much. Uh, we've also posted the Myth Takes uh, Homecoming original soundtrack there. Yeah. Uh, we've put up some like little behind-the-scenes looks at what we've been working on uh, and gave uh, some links to things that like I'd been listening to. And that's something that we'd like to do. You know, we want to put up like constantly like things of like, hey, here's some Spotify playlists from different people here on the network of like either things that we're listening to now or things that we really like or whatever. Um, and uh, by being a part of this, you can help us make more content happen. Um, something that we were talking about earlier is we'd like to make this our full-time job. And uh, I think that we're kind of a ways away from that. But when we have more resources to make better shows or to make bigger things happen, uh, it can go a long way and really help us uh, grow and do the things that we need to do. Currently, the amount that we get from Patreon does cover our fees for like hosting service sites and stuff like that. And so that, again, goes a hell of a long way. Um, so please check us out at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Every tier has a lot of really great things to offer. Um, there's four tiers, $1, $5, $10, and $20. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a great place to be. So come check us out. Nectar makes the most comfortable mattresses available and sells the nectar directly to your cut Directly to you, directly to you, cutting out middlemen and markups. I'm going to try that they again. They sell it directly to your middleman. No, you're, you're going to leave the sale. Uh, 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 not they, to the middleman. They, they sell it directly to you so that they can cut out that middleman. Take two. Nectar okay. makes the most... Let me start that over. Nectar makes the most comfortable mattress available and sells the nectar directly to you, cutting out the middleman and markups. 
You enjoy the best mattress at a much better price. Nectar is designed for every type of sleeper and arrives backed by our full comfort guarantee and forever warranty. Plus a full year sleep trial so you can make sure Nectar is right for you at no risk. Nectar arrives straight to your door. If you like, we can, they can, well, I say we as in, you know, Colin and I are actually going to set it up, but I mean, we're not going to set it up. We're, we're just doing the ad for them. <laughs> if you like, well, we're not going to, but they can set up your Nectar and remove your old mattress. Thousands of old Nectar customers and over 20 mattress review sites think Nectar is the most comfortable mattress that you could ever purchase. And if you don't agree, we don't care, but Nectar will take back the Nectar the mattress yeah, that didn't work out grammatically but they'll take it back and they'll refund you for the full purchase great no we won't but they will um nectar provides you with a full year 365 nights uh to enjoy nectar and figure out if nectar is right for you they really like hammering in nectar 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 right it's like it's kind of like their brand or something if you decide for any reason the nectar is not your ideal mattress they not us will remove the mattress from your home and refund your payment 100 percent their risk-free trial is three times longer than any other they've seen, and fewer than 3% of Nectar sleepers return the Nectar. So, yeah, Nectar. Now, uh, uh, And now our listeners can take $100 off the purchase of their mattresses. Just go to bit.ly slash scavsleep. That is S-C-A-V-S-L-E-E-P. No wonder everybody wants a Nectar sleep mattress. Okay, well, this is making me a little sleepy, so why don't we head out of the marketing department and uh, try and wrap this whole thing up? All right. So, you've gotten your scores. Now what? Now, if you're still trying to figure out what you want to do as a career, the Holland Code's the ONET inventory profile could be a nice jumping off point for exploring fields that you would not otherwise be aware of. And if you already know a career you might be interested in, this could show things that show you things that you need to do before you get into that field, like learn Pro Tools, for instance. Now, how does this relate to the show? While the show has been primarily about discussing people who have made it onto the Forbes uh, list, as well as our pa- as well as our path to it, let me start that over. So, how does this relate to the show? While this show has been primarily about discussing people who made it onto the Forbes list as well as, you know, our path to get onto it, a part of this is finding that path in the first place. And while this personality quiz won't tell you what that path is, it can help help you find a nice place to start. So, yeah. If you want, I you agree. can send us your scores. I don't know what that'll do, but yeah. <laughs> no, you know, hey, I agree with that, though. I think that this is a really good place to start. Yeah. Um, and I think that I, I would actually like to know what other people's things are as well. I would say maybe give us your I mean, you can give us the whole dang score if you want, but maybe give us your top three as well. And uh, why don't you just share a couple of like the top answers? So, you know, because who knows? There could be people out there who artistic is their top answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Sorry. There could be people out there who artistic is their top um, what's it called? Their top uh, field mm-hmm. um, here, but maybe their second thing isn't social. Perhaps it is conventional. Yeah. Or maybe what's the one that I did the least in? Yep, conventional. So like maybe their answers for like their number three or number four spot would be wildly different than mine, uh, or wildly different from yours. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. If you do this test, uh, send us the results, and we'll put the link to the test in the show notes as well so that you can try it out yourself. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's a pretty good spot to leave it. What do you think? 
Uh, I think so. Why don't what, before we do that? Yeah. Actually, why don't we talk a little bit about what we're going to work on next? Okay. So what are you going to work on? Just, um. Well, let's actually like have like a premise for it. Like not just like what are you going to work on? Uh, let's do it like like a. Sorry, I'll edit all this part out. Yeah. So, I think that's a really good way to start. Um, and speaking of things that are really good ways to start. Alex, what are some things that we can start to work on ourselves to work towards some of these new jobs and positions that we have found and or towards the 30 out of 30? You know, I don't know. I mean, one thing that we've, we both have access to is Linda. So maybe following up on taking more of those courses, maybe we can be accountability, accountability buddies and just making sure we're both taking those courses and just, you know, kind of following up with each other. Um, I guess it really depends on the kind of the well, well if we're going by the model of the ONET interest profile and the jobs that it gave us we really just have to kind of work out a plan for okay so if this is a career these are the skills that they need let's learn those skills and then see where we can go from from there right mm-hmm. so i guess i guess one thing we can do is both of us find a career that we would want and then see if we can learn the things that we need for that and then see where we're mm-hmm. at after that that actually seems like a good thing to do. Yeah. I agree with that. I will second the idea of working through a, a Linda thing. I think we talked about that at the very beginning of the episode as well. But I, I think that's a pretty good spot to like to, to try for, mm-hmm. you know, is or a good uh, goal rather to try for. I keep saying spot. I don't know why. Um, I think it's a pretty good thing to uh, to, to attempt and t- to try and look into. Uh, I think that another big thing that I I would like to work on. Um, is we have, as of right now, there uh, as of recording this rather right, which is Monday, uh, there is forty two days left in the year. Right, that's exactly six weeks worth of days left. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I I don't know how other people feel about this, but I think a personal goal of mine is that this is twenty eighteen, the year of collaborating. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try to average out to one collaboration per week so i'm going to try and make six more collaborations happen sure um between now and the end of the year uh one that you can actually expect that i'm going to count towards my six because it's happening this week i believe it'll go up tomorrow i was just on an episode of something old something new something borrowed something brewed it's a very fun show alex i think you should uh also uh hook up with them a little bit sure. and, you know, make an episode with them they're really really funny guys nick and andrew uh the two main hosts of the show and they always have one maybe two guests on mm-hmm. the premise is, is that they um review music albums oh cool and so they rev- they review an old music album yeah then they review something that's like within the last like year or so mm-hmm. Then they have the guest bring forward an album, so that's the Something Borrowed. And then, at the very end, you all crack open a beer, and that's the Something Brewed, Mm -hmm. and you just sort of shoot the shit and sort of talk about stuff. And most of their episodes are like an hour and a half or less. Uh, I done broke their show Uh because they have a file limit, right, on their their, uh, hosting site. And, uh, yeah, my episode was a little over two hours long. Um, but it's really, really great stuff. We talked about a lot of really good music, and we talked about Detective Pikachu. So I think it's definitely worth checking out. Cool. So that'll be my first of six, and that comes out, I think, tomorrow, maybe Wednesday, if we, uh, if the technical difficulties take some time yeah. uh, to figure out. But that's a cool thing, and I think that I would like to really get some more collaborations happening. Sure. Um, 
that's just something that I'm that I'm sort of thriving on right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think those are the two things that I think I'm going to kind of hold myself accountable to between this episode and the next episode. Sure. Um, and speaking of, that's probably a pretty good spot to leave it at. What do you think? I think, yeah, that's actually a good spot to leave it. So please be sure to check out our other shows here on the Scavengers Network, such as Taste Testers, our uh cooking show I, I guess right or if you look, yeah it's our cooking show yeah or if you're looking for more podcasts try out our other great shows on the network like journey under 30 <laughs> yes hey that's our show right here yeah. uh, oh hey look at that can, oh look what, wow what a crazy small world huh. so if you want to find those podcasts you can find them wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts um, and if you want to find me you can find me on twitter at colin c-o-l-i-n-m P-A-R-K-E-R. You can find me on Twitter at FrenchATMusic, as well as Twitch at FrenchAlexander, and you can find both of us at ScavengersNet. Absolutely. And so, this episode is dropping to you on today, Tuesday, the 20th of November, which means that our next episode drops on December the 4th. Ooh, we're getting real close to Christmas time, y'all, so everyone be ready. What are you going to get um, me, Colin? I'm going to get you accountability. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I kind of need you getting that. me? I don't know. I'm not accountable enough, apparently. <laughs> I'm getting you my friendship. Oh, all right, okay. Well, I'll take it. Um, hey, happy Thanksgiving to, to all of you out there. Yeah. Um, and uh, spend the day with friends and family. If you don't have a home that uh, you feel welcomed at, uh, spend the time with people that you do feel welcomed with. Uh, I know this can be a tough time of the year for people, but, yeah. you know, stick close to those that that, uh, that matter most to you. Well, and happy Thanksgiving from us to you. I'm Alex Taylor. And I'm Colin Parker. And we'll see you in the Forbes listing. Perfect. So. Hey, Jen. Hey, Micah. Remember watching the Friends premiere? No, I never saw that. Oh, but remember those first Wu-Tang solo albums that came out? No, I don't. Remember that terrible Frasier theme song? Oh, my God. Remember I was sent away from home when I was 16, sent to, like, the middle of nowhere, Montana, therapeutic boarding school, none of this rings a bell? Oh, yeah. Join us for I Never Saw That, a podcast about mid-90s pop culture and Montana. What about ER? You saw that, though, right? No! No!